So one of the things I really love about Gaten is all those places where people connect and grow spiritually. And if you're a guest with us this morning or you're just kind of checking us out, I would say one of our great strengths is our friendships and our connecting points where we're encouraging each other as you heard those testimonies of how um, getting together and connecting is so powerful in our lives. So we're going to look at that this morning, um, but we're going to continue this series called Back to School. If you missed any of the series, you can go to our website where you can see all of the, the messages prior to this. But we think it's important that we focus our church. Our school is focused. Um, there are things I think we all connect to because we've been in school um, that are helpful for us. And we started with the idea of a pep rally that right now we're here worshiping together and we're excited about what God's doing. And I hope you came this morning wanting to just learn and hear and grow and participate in, in what God's doing and who he is and how we can come together and do that. And it takes a lot of people to make this happen. I'm very thankful for everyone who's part of this. And then last week we talked about this gathering idea in the cafeteria that we are who we are and, and kind of inviting people to our table and engaging in real life together and how important it is to gather uh, for us as a church and what I believe what God calls us to. And today we're going to look at the study hall. Um, a place to connect with the message and to grow and, and grow together. How many of you remember your study hall? How many of you did homework during study hall? How many of you tried to sleep during study hall? Okay, so one of the things in my life that I've learned, and, I, and I'm sure you can relate to probably, is study halls are like a lot of things in life. You really are going to get out of it what you put into it, right? You're going to um, take advantage of it, and it's going to be useful you, to you to the level in which you embrace it. And this morning, I really believe that one of the amazing things and the exciting things about following Jesus is these deep connections you can make with other people, these deep, meaningful relationships that grow you spiritually. And, and um, they're just powerful things. And I think we have that opportunity here. We have that opportunity to grow together and to be part of that, but we have to take advantage of it. And so the question I have as we look into the Bible this morning is, are you connecting in a deep spiritual, in deep spiritual relationships that spur growth in your life? Do you connect to people uh, here at Gaten or in your life that's spurring spiritual growth? Um, and is that valuable and important to us this morning? So we're going to dive into that and ask the Lord to speak to us and, and to share with us what his thoughts are. And we're going to use two um, actually three great examples of, of people that God used to kind of give us um, a path for this conversation. So before we dive into his word, let's precede it with prayer. <clears throat> Father, thank you for today. Lord, thank you that we can sing um, praises to you and we can reflect on those words and we can um, allow you, Lord, to come in and speak to our hearts and encourage us. Uh, Lord, we pray in this moment as, as we've gathered here and as we are a family and, and we're desiring to hear from you, I pray, Lord, that whatever's happening in heaven, the way heaven is, the joy of heaven, the grace of heaven, um, the majesty of heaven, that we would begin to see that here on earth and in this place and that we would be able to connect into that. And Lord, I pray that every one of us here, we have different needs, that you would fill those needs this morning, that we would sense you filling our hearts, filling our spirits, filling our souls with your, your wisdom and your guidance and your peace. And Lord, I pray that we would get what we need today so that we can continue um, to live a life um, worthy 
And Lord, I pray that um, you would help us to always see your grace and always sense your grace and that you've called us um, to show that grace to everyone. And Lord, I pray that you would help us on that path. And Lord, whatever, um, whatever story is happening, whatever's going on in our stories right now, as we go down this path, I pray, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would protect us, and that we would see that you're good, and that um, the best is yet to come, and the future is bright, um, because you are the one who holds the future. And, and Lord, we just want to invest in that this morning. And Lord, I just pray that everyone in this room would hear from you, and that they would know the, the everlasting depth of your love for them. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be looking at the book of Acts. The, the verse will be on the screen behind me. Um, just, a, just a back story real quick. The book of Acts was a book written by Luke. He was a doctor. He was commissioned to write this book so that we would have information today, so we would have good understanding of the historical account of the first church, of the leaders of the church, of, of how the church started in the ministry of Jesus. And so Luke thought it was very important for us this morning to know of these three people we're going to read about. And I think these these three people that we're going to look at are three great examples of just the kind of leadership and, and the, the kind of um, people that God is calling all of us to be. And so whether you're coming and you're here and you're saying, I don't know what I believe, or, or, or I'm just checking this out to someone who says, I'm completely committed into this, I think these are three great people to, to use as examples for what it is to follow Christ and what it is to be his disciple. And so we're going to look at these three, um, and, and they're going to kind of point us in a direction that all of us can follow. And so if you have your Bible, we're going to look at Acts chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 24. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. And so when it says scriptures there, that means the Old Testament. That means um, all of the writings of Moses and, and, and the early, the early um, believers of, of a singular God who believed that, that the Messiah would come, a Savior would come. He would have studied all that. He would have understood all that. And so he was extremely educated, and he was committed to knowing the truth. And as we begin to look at this man, Apollos, maybe you, you haven't heard about him in the Bible, but he's a very significant leader within the church. His name is actually a Greek name. that me, It's a, the son of Zeus, the, one of his sons, and his name means the destroyer because he was powerful. He was also within, in, in Greek mythology, the one that was the prophesier. And he was also the one who, who gave wisdom. And so it's interesting that God chooses a Jewish man with a, a very Greek name to come in and make this major impact within Alexandria, which is the second largest city in all of Rome. This is a place where there's a lot going on. And so Apollos comes in, and he's, he's trained, he's equipped, and he loves school, and he loves study hall, and he is learning everything he can learn. And, and in a sense... He's a bit of a guardian. He's guarding wisdom and knowledge. He wants truth to be maintained. He wants truth to be accurately passed down. And maybe this morning you can relate to that. Maybe it's really, really important for you that the truth is accurately presented and maintained. This is Apollos. He, he studied. He invested his life so that he could know truth and he could share truth. It continues on in verse 25. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor, and he taught about Jesus accurately. But this is really interesting, this part. Though he knew only the baptism of John. 
though he only knew the baptism of John. So he understood that, that God created everything and that, that God said that um, because of your sin, you're separated and, and we need someone to, to bring salvation, to bring God back to man. He understood that one day someone would come and this would be the Savior. And he understood up to the point where, where Jesus is baptized by John and, and, and God says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And so he has, he has a lot of knowledge, but he really doesn't know all of the story of Jesus. He doesn't have the full picture. And yet in his heart, he desires to connect this message. And so he's going to these places and he's speaking about what he does know and what he is excited about. And this morning, I don't, I don't know where you are. I don't know how you're, you're wired, but maybe that's you. You have something within you. you. You get passionate about causes. You get passionate about things. And you want to connect people so that, so that we, they can engage in this mission. And that was Apollos. He didn't have all the information, but what he did have, he was passionate about. It's interesting that he didn't know everything about Jesus, but what he did know about Jesus inspired him. It fascinated him. This morning, do you sense that at all in your life? Maybe you don't know everything there is to know about Jesus, but what you do know inspires you, and it builds passion within you that you want to connect other people to that, and you want to share that message with others. Well, that was Apollos to the point where in verse 26 he says, He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. The synagogue was the place that people brought their ideas. The synagogue was the place where you had open conversations and you could ask questions. And here Apollos is, he's meeting in the synagogue and he's standing up for this truth and he's sharing it with fervency. Uh, the word there uh, where it says fervent is the idea of boiling up, like boiling water that's heating up and heating up. I know for me, I love movies, and one of the things I love about movies is those movies that inspire you, and you walk away and want to do great things. Have you ever been spurred to greatness? Have you ever been inspired to do something because of the passion that lives within you? This is Apollos. This is Luke describing to us this individual Apollos so that we would have an understanding. He was a pioneer. He was doing something no one else was doing. He was going into uncharted territory to share this amazing message. But there was a problem. There was a problem because he didn't have the full knowledge he needed to be the leader he was called to be. He didn't have all that he needed to be the leader that he was called to be. And so this is the response of how that problem is solved. The next verse says, When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, what did they do? They invited him into their home. And when they see Apollos, they see this guy who's on fire, and he has strong desires, and he is a pioneer, and he is trying to connect people to the message of Jesus, but he doesn't have all the information he needs to be the leader he's called to be. And so what do they do? They invite him to connect. They invite him to connect in their home. They invite him to come along so that they can train and equip him. Here's what it says in the next verse. It says, and explain to him the way of God more what? More adequately. So Priscilla and Aquila invite Apollos in and they say, Apollos, you have the passion, you have the fervor, you are a pioneer, but what you do not have is, is, is this knowledge and wisdom that we can give you and we can invest in you so that you can truly become the leader that, that you've been created to be. And so this morning, my question, 
Do these leaders resonate in your heart? When you hear of Apollos, do you see yourself? Do you think of yourself, someone who's full of passion, someone who needs just a little bit more direction? They need, they need a group or a place to connect so that your spiritual growth can occur. Are you a Priscilla or Aquila where you, you've been trained and you're equipped and, and, and you know that, that you have a passion for the Lord and for the things of the Lord and you look around you and you see those with potential, you see those that God is working in, you see those who have passions within them and in your heart you want to help them mature and grow so that they can be what God has created them to be. All of us in this room have a place in this story. All of us in this room have something that God has built within us. We all have something within us that begins to yearn and burn for these things. I believe it's why we're created. And it's releasing that. It's like the study hall. We either take advantage of it and we begin to understand that this could be so useful and so powerful if I begin to live into this. And we can miss it too. Because we can be distracted and, and not open our home or not open our lives and not commit to regularly gathering, rather regularly connecting with people that we invest in their lives. And when we invest in their lives, we begin to see spiritual maturity. Do you have a group of friends? Do you have a group of people that you trust? A group of people you love being with? A group of people that, that you can uh, smile when you see them and you're excited to be around them that you can share some of your, your, your life with, that you can connect with in that level where you can grow spiritually and you can help others grow spiritually? Is that part of your life? Because one of the things that we work really hard here at Gaten is to make sure that you have that opportunity. To connect so you can grow. The greatest example of this, the greatest example of this is Jesus. Jesus, the, the God made flesh, the, the one who had no sin, who, who had every reason to just, to just do his thing and, and not worry about the people around him, yet he had such a heart, especially for these 12 disciples. And it's just interesting if you get a chance just to read through the New Testament and to read about all these conversations that Jesus has with his disciples. And they ask questions, and he has to have patience with them because some of their questions are just, he's like, why are you asking that and yet he has love and compassion, and he says, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you grow, I'm going to invest in you, I'm going to pull you into my life, I'm going to connect with you so that you can grow spiritually, and you can be what you've been called to be, and then you can go and invest in someone else, and then they can go and invest in someone else, and this is the mission that we've been called to. I believe we have... We all have a great opportunity to connect in deep spiritual relationships that spur growth. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that there are friendships, there are relationships within this room, within this body that can spur you on to growth? <sighs> Apollos would never have become Apollos without Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla and Aquila would never have made the impact if they would not invite, if they had not invited Apollos to their home. They had to engage. They had to take advantage of the opportunity. Apollos had to say yes 
when he was invited. They had to invite. When Apollo showed up and they began to teach and train, he had to humble himself and be willing to hear what they were willing to say. This morning, what is God saying to you? What is he telling you? I can tell you, as my own testimony, that the things, the, the, as I look at my week and as I live out my week, the things that I get most excited about are my groups, or the, 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 the gatherings, the connecting points where I get to get in, in this relational area where I can open up and be myself and talk about things that, that are on my heart and hear other people talk about things that are on their heart and then look at God's word and talk about how are we growing in this, how are we becoming like this. And I can tell you, from my own experience, that then even when there's very stressful things in your life, even when there's overwhelming things that, that maybe are, make it hard for you to sleep, that's things that just kind of tug at your heart, I'm telling you, for me, from my experience, that when I'm in this, this connecting point, when I'm in these groups, that that, that kind of it resolves. It brings peace. It brings a sense that everything is okay, that God is in control, that I can make it through today, I can make it through the week. If there's anything I would want to offer you, offer you if you're saying, I want to pursue God, I want to pursue Jesus, I want to live this life, would be to pursue these kinds of, of relationships. Having people in your life that, 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 that know you, and you know them, and you connect so deeply, and you grow together, and you laugh together, and you cry together, and you pray for each other, and you hold each other accountable, and you know you need that in your life. You need someone to call you out on some of your stuff. You need someone to celebrate with you. You need someone to, to challenge you into growth. That's why I believe God established these things. That's why I believe it's so important for us as a church to emphasize these things. We don't gather here so that we can be better moral people. We gather here because we believe that we are finding life in Christ. And it's relational. It's this relationship we have with God. It is this relationship we have with each other. And it grows us and matures us and allows us to do great things for him and to do great things for others. But we have to take advantage of it. We have to say, yes, I'll invite. Yes, I'll belong. Yes, I'll lead. Yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll get up a little earlier. Yes, I'll make the change I need to make so that I can have these types of relationships that grow me spiritually. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. And we've been created to be connected in community, to be for each other, to be with each other, to, to grow and mature in our spiritual walks and, and to be challenged and uplifted and all these things, Lord, that you demonstrated with your disciples. And, and Lord, we just ask that you would help us this morning, that you would spur us on, that we would have this passion Apollos had, that we, that we would have this kind of uh, nurturing that, that Priscilla and Aquila had, that they looked around and said, how can I help? What can I do to help this young man? 
Wherever we are, Lord, however you're speaking into our souls right now, I pray, Lord, that we would take advantage of it, that we would seize it, and that we would take the steps to follow you in it. Lord, we need you. We need each other. We are so thankful that you've given us this opportunity. Please use it for your glory. Please use it for your grace. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.